All right, good morning, everybody. Praise the Lord. All right, happy to have you all out here today. Big day, big day. We're going to be doing a baptism. We're a little bit crunched for time because we got some weather coming. And uh, I definitely want to get this baptism in. We postponed it once two weeks ago. And uh, because we were, I have some lawn problems back there. And I still do, but they're less problematic than they were two weeks ago. So uh, we're good to go. So we're going to do that. And uh, we've got a a couple of other things to do. First, um, we're going to welcome some people a husband and wife and a family into membership here this morning. They've been with us for a little while, have taken the um, introductory to church um, membership course, which is like a four or five week course, depending upon how in-depth every, in everything gets. Um, so I would like to this morning just ask Brian Bosgra and Jamie Bosgra if they would come up this morning. And uh, we would like to receive them into membership. Great to have you guys. Praise I'll take it, man. I'll take it. Praise the Lord, James. Praise the Lord. Welcome. God bless you guys. You, know, you got to take your certificate here. Hold on one second. And uh, let's put a little prayer on you guys. What do you think? You know, that God will make you a blessing and a part of, uh, an instrumental part of what he's doing here. Thank you so much, Lord, for how you're, what you're doing here and the church you're building here and the souls and lives that you're adding, the talents, the abilities. All of it is part of your promise to build your church. And when you build your church, the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. It's strong and powerful and mighty. It takes down the, the, the realms of darkness. So, Lord God, I thank you for Jamie. And for Brian, I thank you for their family, their children. Are those guys here too? We should bring them up and get them in. Come on up here, Luke. Okay. Yeah, let's get him in the picture, too. This is a family thing, for sure. Are you actually going to become a member, too, Luke, or are you a holdout yet? Uh, hold out. Okay, so hold you're waiting for a better offer or something like that? Lower tithe number or something? Okay. So we thank you for the Bosgra family, oh God, and for adding them to our church fellowship and to our church family. And God, we pray that you'll bless them here. Pray that you'll use them here. Pray that you'll make them fruitful here. Pray that your hand of protection and blessing will be over their life, over their home, over their marriage, over their family, over their business. Everything, Lord God, that pertains to them, that you will bless it and secure it in Jesus Christ, and that it will bring forth great fruit to glorify and honor your name and bless them personally, O oh God, and bless them in everything they do. Cause everything that they do, Lord God, to succeed and prosper in you. So thank you, Lord, for giving us the gift of Jamie and Brian and Luke and this, uh, this uh, family that you have brought to us, O oh God. Bless them and use them. Make them a blessing here, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Praise the Lord, you guys. God bless you. All right. Get over here, man. All right. Now, um, because we got some weather on the way, we um, are going to have to curtail a little bit. And I was really kind of pumped about this message here this morning because, well, I still am. I'm pumped by, about it, but it, I'm just going to have to uh, maybe put it off till. Next week, a little bit. Do I have my, there we go. Um, but I want to bring you into it. So this is the title. I'm, I'm gonna give, we'll give a little teaser here this morning, all right? 
We have a little, just a little teaser so that you know what's coming next week. But here's what we want to, want to talk about. Wisdom 101. Have you taken the course? Have you taken the course Wisdom 101? You need, you need more than probably anything else other than Jesus himself, but of course, it says of Jesus that Jesus Christ has been made for us wisdom and knowledge in God. So all of the, all of the fullness of wisdom and all the fullness of knowledge comes in the package when we receive Jesus Christ. And so he has been made for us wisdom and knowledge, but we are also to be on a, a course of instruction that leads us down a road towards godly wisdom, godly wisdom. Not all wisdom is godly wisdom. Some wisdom is deceptive wisdom, and we'll cover that probably in a couple of weeks, the different kinds of wisdom. Scripture warns us not all wisdom is God's wisdom. Some wisdom is demonic wisdom. Or what appears to people in this world to be wisdom is in fact simply another demonic tactic to, uh, pe- to put people in, uh, into, uh, into bondage. So anyway, the title for this morning is Wisdom 101 and the subtitle, Embracing the Purpose of Proverbs. Do you know what the purpose of Proverbs is? Well, you will shortly because we'll just kind of get into this and just kind of broach this a little bit. But what, I, what I'd like to ask you to do first right now is to stand together with me because we've been doing a monthly scripture memory verse. Okay, so last month, because we started in June doing this whole Proverbs thing, last month we started in Proverbs chapter 1, and, and the entire purpose statement of Proverbs is laid out for us in the first seven verses of chapter one. So it's, I mean, it's, it's sitting right there. It couldn't be more plain, couldn't be more obvious. This is what this is for. It is to help to make you a wise and disciplined person. Have you taken the course? Right? This is, it's, it's a lifelong course, by the way. So it, it starts at your salvation and it just continues all the way along the line as we just continue to grow in our knowledge and our wisdom and our understanding of who the Lord is. So embracing the purpose of Proverbs, and what I want to do is go to these two passages, and we'll quote them together. This was last month's memory passage, and um, you had you probably received sometime within the last within the month of June uh, a card like the one that you have just been given here this morning. The one that you've uh, been given this morning can, um, is Proverbs chapter one verses four through seven, and it kind of completes this whole introductory thought. And I, I really want that that introductory thought like to it would be great if you memorized that whole thing. That's kind of what I'm getting after here. It would be great if you memorized that because then you would know, oh, these Proverbs are here to help me. These Proverbs are here to make me a wise and disciplined person. And if I become a wise and disciplined person, disciplined by the Holy Spirit and wise in terms of my choices and decisions that I'm making here in this world, I will have a fruitful and blessed life. And at the end of the road, I will have treasures that have have been laid up for me in heaven rather than just kind of a lifetime of whatever I did and then we're out of here and... See what happens when we get there. So here we go. Let's quote this um, together. And um, this is the one from last month that we get into this month. Here we go. Ready? These are the Proverbs of Solomon. Let me hear you. David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. To help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live 
disciplined and successful lives to help them do what is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Okay, so there's the purpose, right? These proverbs, if, you, if we attend to them, um, will equip us with wisdom and understanding so that we can chart and navigate our way through this life which, in which we face all kinds of decisions. All kinds of things have to be decided upon. What kind of work I'm going to do? What kind of college? Where, where am I going to go to school? Uh, who am I going to marry? Where am I going to live? All these different things are, are like major, massive decisions that we face all throughout lifetime. And then, you know, then children come into the mix. And I mean, it just gets more and more complex all the time. And so we are constantly need, in need of a much larger perspective than the very, very tiny one that we have. Because all we know is what we know. And we don't know what we don't know. And most of what's out there, we don't know at any given point. And so it's wise for us to learn to look to the Lord because he does know. <clears throat> so this is, uh, that's the first one. Now let's jump on into the second half of this or the, or the conclusion of this. And here it is. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser let those with understanding receive guidance by exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that you have made it obvious and clear that you desire, you long to impart to us who so lack wisdom, your wisdom, your divine eternal wisdom <clears throat> to help us. As a matter of fact, you're, you're, it comes to mind that your word says, if anyone lacks wisdom, he has only to ask of God, who will give to all men liberally without finding fault. And it will be given to him, but let him ask in faith, nothing doubting. And so, Lord God, we come before you here today. We thank you that you are a generous and faithful and loving and merciful, compassionate, understanding God. You know this way that we take, you know the, the perils <clears throat> of this world. No one could know them better. And you have every intention to help us to walk securely <clears throat> and successfully, <clears throat> excuse me, here in this present life. So we just ask, Lord God, that you bless your word to our heart. May it just take root in there. May it bring forth fruit for your name and for your glory's sake. We pray this in Jesus' name, and everybody said, <clears throat> you may be seated. <clears throat> I'm sorry, I'm all like, <clears throat> anyway. So, <clears throat> there we go, got it. Okay, <clears throat> so right off the bat, the introduction of this book lets us know you have some little thing for me. But now I'm going to be rolling this thing around in my mouth for the next 10 minutes. And that, thank you. That's very sweet of you. And <clears throat> very kind and thoughtful. Ricola. <laughs> Got to do something stupid with it, right? Thank you so much. Very thoughtful. <clears throat> this, is, this is, I believe, is your first time ever being here. So you've just made, your, made yourself a friend here, made yourself a church full of friends by blessing the pastor. Anyway, 
So I've, I've got to kind of cut this thing short. And so I thought I would do two things this morning that, that were part of my message. One, if I get into all the slides and stuff like that, um, we'll be in more deeply than we can get out in, let's say, the next few minutes. But I want to read from Job chapter 28. What an extraordinary passage this is. And it is Job who is commenting on wisdom. And years ago, I played in a band called Force for Good and uh, played with a guy called Wayne Scott Farley, uh, who many of you know, like this extraordinary like guitar player guy, songwriter, and he wrote a song about this. There are mines for silver. There are mines for gold. There are mines for copper and iron. But where can wisdom be found? And that's exactly what the, the theme of Job 28 is. Job is asking, Job is commenting, he says, people know how to find hidden things. So he says, people look into the deepest, darkest, gloomiest, most lost, most remote places in the world and dig way down and dig down tunnels and dig down shafts in the complete darkness and come up with gold and come up with copper and come up with silver and come up with other precious ores and metals. But then he asked the question, but where can wisdom be found? Because, and he says, man does not know the place of it. In other words, man does not know where to find it. And so consequently, our world is a nightmare, a disaster. It, we're used to it because it's always been this way. Now it's presently getting, it's accelerating in its darkness. Agreed? Right, we are seeing darkness just um, what should I say, just arise in our midst, right? We're seeing confusion and frustration and, and all the chaos of, of, of a godless life, of a godless world, increasing um, all around us all the time these days. And so um, the reason that the world runs the way that it does is because of what Job is saying, because man doesn't know where to find God's wisdom. Because it must be kept in mind that God is the one who made the world. God made the world, God made the universe, God made you, God made me, and unless I am in touch with the God who has created all this, and I understand what his purpose is in all of this, I'll just be bouncing around for the rest of my life doing whatever I thought I wanted to do or thought what I I should be doing or whatever it may happen to be, and very likely just miss God's purpose for my life. That's how it works, and that's why the world is so crazy. So here, let me read it to you. Surely there's a mine for silver, and a place for gold that they refine. Iron is taken out of the earth, and copper is smelted from the ore. Man puts an end to darkness and searches out to the farthest limit, the ore in gloom and deep darkness. He opens shafts in a valley, away from where anyone lives. They are forgotten by travelers. They hang in the air, far away from mankind. They swing to and fro. As for the earth, out of it comes bread, but underneath it, uh, when it is turned up as by fire, its stones are the place of sapphires, and it has dust of gold. Man puts his hand to the flinty rock and overturns mountains by the roots. He cuts out channels in the rocks, And his eye sees every precious thing. He dams up the stream so that they do not trickle. And the thing that is hidden, he brings out to light. So basically he's saying, 
Mankind knows how to find the hidden or necessary or lost or things that are, that are not obvious, not just laying right there to be found. But then he says this, but where shall wisdom be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its worth, and it is not found in the land of the living. Think of that. So the wisdom of God, the wisdom that one needs to be able to navigate their way through a crazy world is not to be found. We can't find it in this world, and so we continue to just kind of bounce off the walls and bounce off each other and try to figure it out, but the world continuously goes in a way in which it never succeeds. So he says, the deep says, it's not in me. The sea says, it's not with me. It cannot be bought for gold, and silver cannot be weighed as its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir, in precious onyx or sapphire. Gold and glass cannot equal it, um, nor can it be exchanged for jewels of fine gold. But then he gets to the, the, the conclusion of his thought here, excuse me, and he says, God understands the way to it. He knows its place. For he looks to the end of the earth and sees everything under the heavens. When he gave to the wind um, its weight and appointed the waters by measure, when he made a decree, a decree for the rain and a way for the, lighting of the light, lightning of the thunder, then he saw it and declared it. He established it and searched it out. And he said to man, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. So where can wisdom be found? It can be found in turning away from evil and, and in fear, properly respecting the Lord, proper, properly acknowledging the Lord in everything. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. We'll have to preach on this one too. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct, he will make your path straighter. He will direct your path, lots of different things. So, or different, different ways that that's phrased. So um, to bring this little message here this morning to a conclusion, I'm, I need a helper. I have a, I have a helper that is uh, prepared to go here this morning. And he has something, a very, very interesting little thing that we're working on that I think is an illustration of wisdom that the Lord just kind of like made me aware of when we did it. So Joshua, are you going to do it? Come on, pal. This is my grandson, Joshua Mercer. And I don't know if you can tell what this actually is. Got it. Okay, but this is, do you know? It's an ant farm. It's an ant farm. When was the last time you saw an ant farm? Okay, now, a little while ago, um, Aunt Manny, um, his aunt, um, gave him this Or when she was up. We ordered this, and then it came, and the sand came, and the little thing came, but we didn't, have any, we didn't have any ants yet, right? So we had to wait a little while for the ants. So the ants came a few days ago, and then we had to put them in the refrigerator to kind of slow them down a little bit so that we could kind of get them where we, they needed to go. But then we, then we kind of put them in and, and looked at it, and there's like a pile of sand about halfway up, and a bunch of ants crawling around on top. It's like, ah, eh, it's real cool. Okay, what's next? So we just went about business and doing whatever we had to do. Came back about five hours later, five or six hours later, and it looks like this. I'll walk it around a little bit. You want to go with me? Well, 
my assistant. But just so you can get a little bit of a feel for this thing. Came back just a few hours later. And this thing, these guys are making something happen here. Okay? There is not one idle soul in this, in this thing. They are working like crazy, and they are digging tunnels, and they are trenching out, and they are moving dirt. And, all, and here's the thing. All by themselves. Now, do you know that there's Proverbs relating to this? Proverbs chapter 4. Go to the ant, you sluggard. It is actually something written for the purpose of, uh, of admonishing lazy people, lazy bone people. All right, go to the ant, you sluggard, and observe her ways, says the scripture, and be wise. So wisdom can be gained just by looking at this thing right here, because, and, and I'll make the point, and we'll be, we'll be moving on in a moment, but here you, you see how like busy they all are, working, getting it all, getting it all done, it's amazing, really. And it says of, uh, of those ants, who having no captain or overseer or ruler accomplishes their purpose, you know, putting, putting away their food in, in season. Let me see, we'll, here we'll give everybody just a quick look, see? see? Pretty cool, right? Pretty cool. But here's the point. That God is saying, go to the ant and be wise. Now, now think about this. Think if humanity was like this. Think if just the church was like this. I would, I would hardly ever have to preach because see, nobody, there is no overseer. There's no boss ant here. They just get in the dirt and somehow or another, they start working and everybody's got a job and everybody's doing their job and it's just happening. And it's amazing, it's, it's truly amazing, right? That they all know what to do next and they're just doing it and working at it. And it made me think, okay, if, if I'm to go to the ant and be wise and observe the ways of the ant, what this means is that if we were living by the wisdom of God, all right, this is what life would be like. Everybody would be working. Everybody would be serving, everybody would be doing, everybody would be growing, everybody would be helping, everybody would be contributing. If we were all living by the wisdom of God, this whole world would run like a top. And when we get to the end of this road and the kingdom of God is finally set up, this is how it's gonna be. It is gonna be so orderly, so together, so harmonious, so productive. It's kind of like the Tower of Babel story, right? Where God is looking at these guys building the Tower of Babel, and he says, now nothing that they have purposed to do will be withheld from them. And so he had to come down and he had to confuse languages. That's what we're in store for. But it only comes as we em embrace the wisdom of God, because the wisdom of God will allow us to see a purpose of life much larger than the simple, small, little purpose that we somehow try to carve out for ourselves in this world, some little niche of significance or importance or whatever. So go to the ant, you sluggard, and learn her ways and be wise, okay? There's, there's wisdom here to see that 
God has a place for me, just like God has a place for every little ant in this thing here, right? He knows every one of them, knows their name, knows what they're doing, knows how it all works, has placed into them the inherent wisdom to know how to make their world successful. And that's where it's going to go for us. But the path to that, even, even right now in the fallen world, the path towards you finding harmony, peace, usefulness, fruitfulness, productiveness, all of it is found directly through the path of the wisdom of God. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. Anyway, that's the thought I'll leave you with here this morning. And we will, uh, we will, here you go, Joshua. Thanks, pal. Good job. All right, so let's stand and let's, let's, um, let me offer a little prayer for us to be able to come before the Lord this week because it is necessary for us. Scripture says, if you will seek for wisdom, if you will search for it as for silver, if you will search for it as for fine gold, right? If you will cry out, if you will lift up your voice. This is all Proverbs chapter two. So I can't be ambivalent. I can't be passive about this matter. I have to come before God and I have to say, God, I need your wisdom to be able to find my, my way in this world. And the good news is, if anyone lacks wisdom, he has only to ask of God who will give liberally to all men without finding fault and it will be given to him. God's not waiting up there to scold you or beat you up or press the smite button or whatever else it may happen to be. God just simply wants to impart his wisdom to us so that we can work our way, navigate our way successfully through this fallen and crazy world and get safely home to the world that he is, he is creating for us even now. Thank you, Lord, for imparting to us and making available to us your wisdom to be able to discover and, and choose and decide. And uh, Lord, we pray that we, will, that we will have a heart that cries out, that we would know your way, know your word, know your truth, know your presence, know your leading, know your direction, and that we would walk in that and be able to see your blessing being, being manifested on our life, on our way, in our home, in our family, in our business, on whatever it may happen to be. So we thank you, O Lord God, for giving to us word, the word of wisdom in your word. Bless that to our hearts, we pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said?